0: From the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery, I'm Josh Young, and this is As Seen From Here. On today's podcast, live at the ASCRS Winter Update in beautiful Fajardo, Puerto Rico, February 17, 2014, today, David Chang, on advanced
1: OVD techniques. I will just try not to rotate it and make one chop and then just try to bring the pieces up. First this,
0: what's your idea of the perfect meeting? Mine would be a meeting in which the topics I want are covered by people who are innovators in their field, who talk about things that are immediately relevant to my practice and who are both approachable and available between sessions. Ideally, I would like only one session to be running at a time so that I don't miss anything, and for each session to consist only of really high-quality speakers. I guess if I were to go on to fantasize, the meeting would be in a beautiful location with plenty for my family to do while I'm filling my brain. Now, if you add in a collegial atmosphere that promotes conversation with other ophthalmologists and an informal atmosphere, then you would have a pretty good description of the ASCRS winter update. Winter Update is my favorite meeting, and I look forward to it eagerly every year. And when I come back, my colleagues are always surprised at the number of new and really practical things I've learned. I'm here with David Chang. David, you showed some great videos and made some great points about really advanced OVD use in complex cataract cases. Now, there, there are a couple of things that, that I that I hadn't seen that I just want to bring up now. One is that you describe using OVD as a kind of an artificial epinucleus. Can I get you to talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah, I think uh, um, <clears throat> a lot of people have uh, uh, sort of talked about this. It's just not my idea only, but I think one it's a really underutilized uh, technique. And I think uh, I would start by saying that the time that uh, you you know you're dealing a, with a weak zonal case maybe it's pseudo exfoliation and there's a tendency to relax once most of the nucleus is out you think hey i just got this last fragment i'll pull it out and in some respects that can be the most treacherous moment because uh, what frequently the surgeon doesn't realize is that uh, even though the you may have capsule retractors in the posterior capsule is not on stretch the way it normally is. I mean these zonules should be like trampoline uh, springs just stretching it out and if they're either lax or missing or weak you'll have a certain amount of uh, floppiness to the capsule, very pliant. And so there's this tendency for to of course want to trampoline right into the FACO tip because even though you've adjusted your settings for that stage uh... it's still too much so what can you do Um, i think one of the most helpful things is to fill the capsular bag you actually pause you come out and you refill the capsular bag i prefer a dispersive ovd so this would be either helon endicoat or viscote uh... because it will stay in there it will push the capsular bag away and also create a tension in the capsular bag uh, that isn't uh, there because of the weak zonules. So you now have a lot of space and you'll be able to get that last fragment without the the capsule coming forward. Of course the uh, the next step is trying to remove the cortex and again if you have a floppy bag weak zonules, the uh, posterior capsule isn't fixated. and Without counter fixation it wants to follow the cortex right up to the INA tip and again this is frequently where you will either aspirate it and or unfortunately tear it uh, at that moment. So the same thing, you may need to stop, refill the capsular bag with a dispersive OVD. And again, it kind of pushes the posterior capsule further away. You can work right under the anterior capsule rim, uh, pull that cortex out without the posterior capsule uh, coming forward. So these are, these are simple things, uh, but they make a huge difference.
0: Here's, here's something else, um, I, it's, it's, been, it's been talked about, uh, uh, and we do too, that if there's a posterior capsule rupture to fill the, the bag before coming out with the irrigation, but I saw you do that in a video in the context of a radial tear. Uh, can, can, you, can you talk about that? So there's no violation of the posterior capsule, but you still went through that extra step.
1: Yeah, um, I think this was a case where, uh, again, you have a radial uh, tear, and what you're worried about is that when you come out, and this is especially important with high myopes or younger patients because you have less scleral rigidity, and uh, when you unplug the incision by removing the instrument, the, the, uh, the chamber really shallows and the uh, posterior hyaloid really wants to come forward. And so that, again... Uh, can place enough uh, stress on things where you're a little bit worried about a wraparound. So filling with an OVD and then coming out as we would if you had a small puncture in the posterior capsule, you know, know, makes sense. Uh, Let me just add also, I think in that setting, it really doesn't matter what OVD you're going to use. You're just going to take whatever's there. Uh, But in general, if I'm having trouble with the posterior capsule, and it could be a tear, it could be a dialysis, or it could be this trampolining Um, I favor a a dispersive for a couple reasons. Number one, it's gonna hold things back. It's gonna stay in there. It's not gonna burp out easily. It's not gonna be aspirated immediately when you start to um, (coughs) uh, use aspiration. Uh, So I think uh, that sort of as a rule of thumb is my preference. And then, of course, if you have a posterior capsule rupture, uh, you're not gonna go in and aggressively aspirate it. And a dispersive being a short chain molecule will be more forgiving in terms of uh, not really having a, a massive IOP spike.
0: The last point that, that, I, that I just want you to make briefly is you gave some cautions about when to avoid rotating lenses. Can I just get you to talk about that a little?
1: Yes, um, the, uh, the, the question comes up, you have a radial tear in the anterior capsule, you know, we're worried about a wrap around tear. Uh, Another situation might be, say, a polar cataract, where we're worried about a pre-existing central defect in the posterior capsule. And in my opinion, the most forceful maneuver we make during our FACO procedure is actually rotating either the the nucleus or even rotating an IOL. Uh, You don't think about this, but to rotate something with one instrument, you've got to have counterfixation. and if you don't have a second instrument in there, we sort of get that by pushing into the posterior capsule into the the periphery of the capsular bag and then we can get that counter fixation so uh, I really do then make a point if I had a radial tear of actually trying not to rotate the nucleus you can do this by trying to chop it in one or two pieces or one or two chops so you have two or three pieces and then spearing it and kind of you know pulling it up into the anterior chamber where you can chop it further Uh, Same thing, actually, when I have a posterior polar cataract, uh, and these are usually softer, I will just try not to rotate it and make one chop and then just try to bring the pieces up uh, and avoid as much as I can doing rotation.
0: Real pearls, David. David, thank you very much for being so generous with your time with us today. Thanks, Josh. David Chang is clinical professor of ophthalmology at the University of California, San Francisco, in San Francisco, California. Ask questions of Dr. Chang or any of our previous guests, or make a comment about any of the topics we've discussed. These interviews are meant to be the start of a conversation in which you participate. Write to me with your questions or comments at josh at iWorld.org. As seen from here is a production of the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery. Be a part of the next podcast. I'm Josh Young.